Steve, happy Monday. Yeah, absolutely, man. Happy Monday to you. It was uh, go Chiefs. You're yeah. from Missouri. It's your, your your home team there. Home team awesome brought game home the win. Yeah, it was a good win. They didn't. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. They didn't play as good as they could have for sure. But all playoffs, they've been a comeback team. So when they were down, I was was not too concerned. You even texted me at one point and like said something about, oh, they need to get going. I think I just yeah. replied, they got it. <laughs> that was when they were down 10 or something like that in the in the second half of the game. It's been wild. Um, I feel bad. You know, I was thinking of, we had Coulter Ingram on the podcast here somewhat recently talk about his uh, Idaho hunt, and he's a diehard Niners fan. So I felt semi-bad maybe. <laughs> maybe not at all no not at all yeah <laughs> hey you'll you'll get a kick out of this steve so we're sitting there it's the end of the game i think it was within the last minute you know it was over but not over and uh we were over at my brother's house and then his in-laws were there and there's 20 plus people and um my brother's father-in-law's there and just an old school type guy pretty quiet but when he says something it's usually pretty funny and uh my son's there he's eight and then my nephew and they're running around and so my my brother's father-in-law says right at the end of the game boys i want you to learn a lesson from this and i thought it was going to be something to do with you know never give up because they were down and they came back and yada 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 but he goes boys i want you to learn a lesson from this i want you to notice that the team with the flat bill they lost the team with the coach who had the curve in his hat, they won. <laughs> and he's like semi-dead serious. It's so random, but it was so freaking funny. Uh, just the old school uh, dude freaking hitting on cool. flat pillars. <laughs> Which well, is funny because kind of within EXO, we give like Jake jokes, for example. He's the youngest kid on our staff who's always wanting us to do the flat bills. And I don't know, Steve, you and I just, I don't know if we're cool enough for it. A little too old school for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny and random. But it was a good lesson, and don't give up, man. I mean, you can apply that to hunting. Chiefs have been down, shoot 24 points in some postseason games and still came back. So take from it what you will, and if you're not a football fan, oh well. Let's get to talking hunting. Before we do, Steve, um, last last week on the Monday Minute, we talked about the frame replacement and uh, getting that out there, and then we, we followed up and sent folks an email, so... Um, hopefully most of you listening to this should be caught up in what's going on with that. We just wanted to kind of follow up to that and say that we were absolutely blown away at the response to that. Um, and I'll let you talk a bit more about that, Steve, but it's just, uh, it's, it makes me appreciate the, the people we work with and honestly, our customers are amazing. Yeah. I mean, that, there's no better way to say it. It was, um, clearly we were, uh, you know, it's a big deal. We were nervous about it and getting out there. We knew it was the right thing to do, but you just never know what the reaction is going to be. And it was just over the top, exceptionally positive. You know, how many hundreds of people did we have email just saying how appreciative they were and how they've worked with, you know, uh, been, you know, doing this and that for so many years and bought so many products, whether it was skiing or hiking or biking or hunting and and just never had a, um, a manufacturer take care of a, an issue like this. Uh, and it was just, um, I don't know. It was pretty incredible, man. Like I was, it was like almost emotional for me just to see how positive the response was and the support that we have. And it was just so cool. So I know we haven't figured out what we're going to do yet, but I just like, man, I was like, we want to give back to all these guys for 
for being so supportive. So we're going to do some type of giveaway, um, something here. We'll, we'll get it scheduled here in the next few weeks. Um, but over the top, just can't say the response was just over the top positive. And I just can't say thank you enough to everybody and their support. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we're trying to do our best and do the right thing. And it, in the, oh, the internet age and the kind of culture of outrage that we have about people flying off the handle and stuff like you just don't know how stuff's going to be received and it was just super encouraging to know that you know the folks that we work with and our customers are just understanding you know they know what we're doing and what we're trying to do and yeah it was just is great so thanks to everyone on that for sure um Speaking of interacting uh, with customers and friends, we're hitting the road this week and next week. I'm going to be in Portland this week for the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show and then in Salt Lake City next week for the Hunt Expo. So if you guys are going to be at those shows or in the area, I want to consider coming to the shows. Um, you know, whether you're interested in buying a pack, which we do run a show special um, at the shows, or just want to stop by and say, hey, we'd love to meet you. Um, I will be the five foot five inch vegan looking dude. With your uh, Starbucks copy yeah, Oh yeah. wait, no, no, uh, the anti Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anti Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was pretty funny. Um, Patrick, one of our guys, will be there as well, and he's he's much shorter. So we just had this plan of anybody time anytime somebody asks for a mark, we're just going to send him over to Pat since everybody thinks oh. I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nice. it'd be good to see everybody over the next couple weeks here. Um, this week on the podcast on the full episode, um, drop in Wednesday, we actually just recorded this one last week and I wasn't planning on releasing it this week, but it was just too good to not share as soon as possible. Um, we spoke with a listener, uh, about his story, elk hunting and his story, putting together a death hike. Um, so this guy's from Pennsylvania had heard us talk about our death hike, had heard us say, you know hey, you guys should go out there and, and do your own thing and create your own death hike. And he did just that. So we hear his story, like how he planned it, what he did, how it went, what they learned, all that stuff. It was pretty phenomenal. What was your some of your takeaways or thoughts from that episode, Steve? I was just I was just blown away by how cool it was, the story and, and just doing it, uh, the time spent with the son. You know, I, I remember in the episode kind of briefly mentioning that, like I can't wait until my kids start getting old enough that we can do adventures and things like that. So, um, I was like daydreaming during the episode of taking my daughter and my son out and doing some cool backpack and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was really, really cool. I, uh, everything that, um, the death hike is to, to me, to you. Um, I think he experienced the same thing and, and it was cool just to, to share that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll cover his so death hike. I'm sorry, Steve. Yeah, it's, it's so much more than just like some stupid little hike, right? Like, yeah, it's um, it changes you. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we talk about that and his experience, and then his elk hunt. He's um, from Pennsylvania and hunted elk this past fall in Colorado. And I'll just like throw a teaser out there. <clears throat> Excuse me, to say that he had the most interesting uh travel logistics of an out-of-state hunt for an elk hunt that i've heard of yet um we talk about that which will be interesting as well um steve to wrap this one up uh hit a listener question that we got on your 65 prc build um and so trevor had some questions about that and 
uh, to paraphrase his email, he's basically wanting to know if the 6.5 PRC for you is a do-it-all caliber or was something a bit more specialized. Um, he's looking to get a new bolt gun, kind of a buy once, cry once, do-it-all approach. And so he's wondering if something like the PRC would do that for him. He had some concerns about um, the Creedmoor specifically, but then in the 6.5 platform sees that the PRC also has more power. So he's kind of debating 6.5 PRC or should he step up to something in the 30 cal range as a do-it-all, um, you know, be it at 6 or um, Win Mag, something like that. So what, what was your... Um, purpose for the PRC and what do you think about it as a kind of do it all cartridge? Yeah. Uh, I'll preface this by still not a rifle guy, like getting into it, learning a lot. And there's, I'm sure I'm like 1% into the rifle world. Um, but on the research I did, I, I wanted a, a do it all gun, but definitely like absolutely perfect for high country mule deer, sheep, goat, you know, that type of, um, you know, mid body size game and then the ability to take it elk hunting and not be like too undergunned. Right. Uh, and so that was my research. And then, and that, and that PRC is awesome. You get the, all the awesome, awesome, uh, ballistics of, of that six, five bullet. Uh, and there's tons and tons of great bullets out there and lots of cho- new choices popping up. Uh, um, federal just came out with a new solid bullet that looked really cool to me. Um, and uh, anyways, um, and then I am definitely a less is more mentality when it comes to to um, a gun, uh, but even even a bow, right? Like I, I have a bum shoulder. I shoot a 65 pound bow, um, but I think uh, it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole of bigger is better. So guys that shoot an 80 pound bow because they can. Uh, they can drop down at the range 10 times, you know, uh, and they want all that, you know, as much energy as possible. But I don't think a lot of people realize, um, sometimes what you're giving up with that. And, and so I always kind of just tend to, to lean towards those, um, like lower poundage bows, uh, not chasing speed as much on, on an arrow, right. Just like shootable, tunable. And I think a lot of that same stuff carries over into a rifle. So, uh, you know, six, five PRC is going to kick a whole heck of a lot less than a, 300 mag um and uh and i think you're just going to shoot it better at the end of the day i think it's why a, a creedmoor has become so stinking popular right is uh, it's an easy shooting round there's very low recoil you don't flinch at the shot you can be in awkward positions and 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 not uh you know be dreading the recoil as bad uh, while you're out there hunting so um yeah i guess that's my my kind of two thought processes that let me there that i, I was definitely looking for a, a lighter, um, low recoiling gun. And then, and then just diving into ballistics charts and, and looking at stuff that six, five PRC was like the perfect, um, perfect caliber for me. And you know, obviously I got to hunt with it last year. was extremely impressed with the results, um, you know, on a caribou and then a couple sick, or a Kodiak black deer. So, yeah. um, yeah, really happy with it. Uh, again, if I was, uh, maybe a little bit different thought process, if I was like primarily going to shoot elk every year and then, you know, and deer hunt with it. Yeah. Maybe you would jump up to something. Um, some of the sevens, uh, the 284 calibers look super interesting to me. I was looking at a seven Psalm the other day, just, um, like I said, I've got that one rifle and it's like, okay, well kind of would be the next caliber that I'd want to build if I were to do one. And so I was researching different stuff. Um, 
And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, it's easy to throw out that whole idea of a do-it-all caliber cartridge. Um, and by default, you might think do-it-all means you can do anything and everything. But you have to realize what is a do-it-all for you. So like, you know, you could throw right. out the idea of do-it-all and throw in grizzly bear and moose and those types of critters in there. But you also have to think, okay, am I actually going to do that? Or is a do-it-all cartridge for me just something that needs to do, you know, deer, elk, maybe black bear, that type of thing. So it's just, as you talk do-it-all cartridges or read about that, just consider, are we truly talking do anything and everything? Or are we talking just do the species that you know or that you're planning on hunting? Um, because that can certainly change the approach of a quote-unquote do-it-all cartridge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing I've definitely learned is, you know, I didn't really understand bullet construction. Uh, and <laughs> you could you could have a, a big 30 cal uh, and have a choose a, a terrible bullet. Uh, or you could have a, a small 6.5 and, and shoot a really well-designed bullet that's going to hold up better. Um, so, you know, even once you pick a caliber super important to, to research your bullet and make an informed decision. I know so that I, I didn't quite understand how they all work. Um, and, uh, and then I'm definitely a penetrations king that kind of carries over from my archery hunting, but I, I want two holes, two blood trails, uh, going through an animal versus some of these bullets that just go in a few inches and explode. Um, you know, that, uh, it's great, but like that one buck I lost up on Kodiak, um, you know, I think that's exactly what happened. And he went off into a brush pile and could have gone 50 yards or 500 yards. And I never found him and sure as heck looked like, uh, you know, walked all over that mountain looking for that thing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I but rambling here, if I, if I had two blood trails, I think I would have been able to find him, you know, been yeah. able to get a drop of blood. It was a high angled shot coming down on him, and I just didn't get that exit. So the entrance was pretty high on him and, um, yeah, that's my thought process. Anyway, solid, solid bullets. The barns, super interesting. Like I said, federal just came out with a new one that, uh, can't remember what it's called. Terminal ascent or something like that. It's kind of a, a bonded bullet that looked pretty interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I think everyone's like, I'm sure that's a wormhole. You can go down a rabbit hole of, um, different bullet constructions and people have different results and different preferences. Future fodder for uh, podcasts with some experts that we already have lined up to get on the show too. So I'm excited yeah. to learn more about that. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, that's a, a wrap on this one. Um, don't forget to come back Wednesday. That's the episode um, that we'll be doing about that DIY death hike and elk hunting podcast um, with David on the show. Again, we'll be hitting the road this week in Portland, next week in Salt Lake. If you have any questions on that, need the dates, places, times, etc., just give us a message. And then, as always, if you have any feedback about the podcast, you can reach us directly to podcast at exomountgear.com. And thanks for tuning in.